Hello and welcome to the Squeaky Bum Time podcast with Mike and Laurent. We are back. It is Thursday, a week since our last pod, May 13th. In this episode, I have to talk about Manchester City being champions. We backed in. It wasn't as good. And we're going to talk about just the goings on of the last week. Talk about PSG. Talk about Juve. Talk about where the Champions League is. But first, Mike, you experienced the raising of a cup more than you'll experience one with Spurs. How was winning your <laughs> fantasy hockey league? Oh, it felt great. That's why we missed the show on Monday because I was a nervous wreck. Uh, <laughs> it came down to the wire. I was winning the whole time and it came down to the wire. I almost shit myself out of a championship. So I will be heading to New York this weekend to uh, reclaim my actual Stanley Cup that we have as a league. So uh, <laughs> any trophy is a good trophy as long as you can drink out of it, right? That's the only reason I wanted Spurs to win Europa League for a while there. Yeah, yeah. So you can um, have a trophy. Drink. Any, first of all, any league that doesn't have a trophy is fucking lame, okay? No <laughs> plates, no shields, no vases, okay? Yep. Unless the vase can be drunk out of. Because any of these like swirly things, like okay, actually go. I take that back. The World Cup trophy, that's pretty cool. It's Dude, not it's big. Like, no, it's way, like a foot the, long. It needs to be way bigger. It needs a huge. Right. It should be the size of the Stanley Cup. Exactly. It have so, an actual soccer ball. I had I had an argument with somebody about this because they were like, <laughs> I was like, the Stanley Cup is the greatest trophy in, in it all the sports. Absolutely, and it's is. not even fucking close. And they're like, well, the World Cup is made of gold. I'm like, it's like six inches long. Yeah. It fucking stinks. It looks like. It, it looks like one of the replica It looks like the trophy a Chinese man would make. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> like, not big enough. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't know. What, like a knockoff one? <laughs> That's where I was going with that. Okay. <laughs> but but to Coming be fair, today. to be fair, to be fair, we're going to talk about City winning a trophy. Uh, to be fair, the original World Cup trophy, the Jules Rimet, is gone. They fucking lost it. Yeah. Brazil probably lost it. Yeah, well, some they probably had it and lost it, but yeah. it, it was a little tiny guy. It was really small. It was like a little boopy doop. Right. It's like the thing you. It's like a paperweight. It's like what the fuck no, are you doing? It man? needs to be bigger than yeah. a plant. Basically, you should get the 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 Jesus that's above Brazil that you should claim it, and they should move that whole statue <laughs> to the country that fucking wins it to their tallest mountain. Now that would be a fucking trophy. That would be a trophy. <laughs> I don't know that I need a statue. All I know is I need it to be a, the primary uh, function of it. I can drink out of it. Yes. And B it needs to be heavy and big enough that if I have a shoulder injury, I can't hold it correctly. Yeah. Like yeah. that's kind of the two pieces of criteria that the Stanley cup meets that nobody else in the world has sort of figured out. Um, what would you say in either I, European sports is so many of them, right? But so, yeah. okay, let's stick to American sports. What's the lamest trophy. Um, Baseballs is weird because it's odd shaped, but it's still cool because it's, it's got, got the detail. Pen. It's the only yeah. one that's really weird. The NFL trophy sucks. So does the NBA trophy, though. They all suck. Yeah. They don't have, they're not cups. Right. Get the Larry O'Brien trophy. That's fucking awful. Yeah. They call well, it the lob. The... Ugh. <laughs> God, that's terrible. That's terrible. All anyway, right. Let's anyway, let's talk about City. So City, finally, in a foregone conclusion, we back into the championship with our friends from Leicester defeating Manchester United for the who have lost twice this week. They had a chance to win three games before City played again, and so far they've lost them all. 
So yeah. there, there's, there's our challengers. Um, <laughs> so city back in, uh, I just want to wax a little poetic on my team. You know, there's been a lot of talk about what happened, how things changed. And one of the things that I think is interesting is the team has regenerated itself. We've essentially lost our original core four of Silva, uh, company, Joe Hart, Aguero, that original group, Yaya, who brought really the first th- two, th- three trophies. And now we've got this new team centered around De Bruyne and Foden and, and, and now Diaz and Ederson. And Mares. And, and rebuilt the team, right? There's basically a new squad um, that can kick on. Like, be very afraid. Go look at how old City is. There's really only Fernandinho's really old. And De Bruyne is, you know, 29. So he's got at least two, three years left in him. He's going to be the elder statesman. That city will probably win again. Uh, and, you know, it was a different, I think one of the things that's also been interesting about this version of city is not a massive goal scoring machine, but a defensive juggernaut city are going to end the season, probably not scoring 80 goals. And that's the first time they've won a title without scoring at least 90. Uh, and the previous two, the previous Three seasons, they scored over 100 goals. So this is a different city, more in control, uh, less reliant on blowouts, less reliant on scoring, and more in control. They literally play slower. Yeah, I think that's the word, right? I think that, you know, it was suffocating at times watching them. And it has been, to be clear, it has been in the past, but it always felt like in the big games, they they get beat. Yeah, 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 fine. But like, but if always felt like, especially not in big games, they're playing a, you know, a Watford or some shit. They annihilate them. They, it's a track meet, right? And so the difference this year was that it was methodical. It was surgical would be the the word I would use. You know what, you know what it is actually, it's more like Liverpool. Liverpool's two good teams, the nine, the 98 point team. And the one that just won the title was not a high scoring frenetic. The Liverpool we fell in love with. But it was, we're That's slowing true. it down. We've got Van Dyke. We'll get our goal. We'll sit on this game. We'll choke this team out. Right. If we get a second, that's great. We can still score, but City don't have the crazy XG because they're not trying to score all the time. Right. Because last in the past, they had to keep trying to score. Whereas Liverpool used to not have to keep trying to score. And you'd be like, mm-hmm. City's so much better than this team. And really by stats, they were. But but but. Liverpool knew they could take the ga- their foot off the gas and be like, we'll just see this game out. We've got this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So City can now do that. And I think the innovative thing is it's without a real goal scorer. Just the sure. leading goal scorer of this team is going to be Ilkay Gundogan with 12 goals in the league. Pretty wild. And who's, who's a box-to-box midfielder, right? Like not at all. But not, not since of. this season. He no, no, really, but, like, but yeah. not at all thought of in the, in the 10 role, right? No, so. no, he... Uh, it was during when De Bruyne got hurt, he became the guy because they just sort of shifted the team into a different gear. And one of the things that Guardiola has said in a, multiple interviews is City were playing too fast and doing too much running. And what they needed to do was get more rhythmic, slow, 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 boom, 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 and be in the box and change and use changing pace as, as their attack method rather than sort of attacking people uh, the way that that they have historically done, and then it can't be it can't be spoken about more. I mean, we're going to talk about the season's best eleven, but I think Premier League Player of the Season is is Ruben Diaz. He he's on the best team with the best defense, 
and he didn't miss a game and he was better than anybody any team he's the best defender in the league by far and he was the best player on city because he made it easy to play we didn't have to worry Um, i yeah so i think we'll spend an episode probably next week yeah. Uh, and we'll go through our player awards and all that stuff because, well, frankly, there's not a whole heck of a lot to talk about left. Um, relegation nah. is basically done and dusted. I don't think it Fulham's is done. No, relegation is done. Are they done? Yeah. So, okay. So we're talking about Fulham, West Brom, and Sheffield United going down. The top four is actually still close. And he, and sons of bitches, here come Liverpool again, right? So <laughs> they, need, they, need, time, they need a crazy amount of luck. No, they don't. They have a game in hand on Chelsea, and then they're one point behind them. You think Chelsea's going to lose the next two games? Did I think they were going to lose to fucking Arsenal? No. Sure, why not? They have two they have tough games coming up though. They have they have the FA Cup, they have Leicester again, they have the Champions League final and they have somebody else. Aston they have Villa. a tough schedule. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm but, saying. I absolutely think. Yeah, but Liverpool so, okay, haven't won Liverpool haven't won four games in a row all year and they were pretty leaky at the back against United today. They won 4-2. Yeah, but- they won old Liverpool way, right? Okay, they won but- they won pre-Van Dyke Liverpool style where they just were like, ah! <laughs> They're playing West Brom, Burnley, and Palace. That's nine points. You know what? I don't know that. I don't know okay, that. Fine, but it's okay. They, they but, have a good shot. All Liver- all yeah. Chelsea have to do is win a game. No. They have to win. They have to get two wins. They have to get if – and by the way, well, they'll probably have – it'll be close on goal difference because Liverpool's minus two right now. If oh, the Chelsea, goal difference is is right. Yeah, they're too. They're close. They're super. Yeah, close. yeah. So so it's tight, right? So I mean, if Liverpool win out, that's sixty nine points for them, and then Chelsea has to beat Leicester. No, no easy task. And by the way, I actually should be including Leicester in this because they're on sixty six. One go, one win for them puts them. Oh, ahead. sorry, I was looking at the wrong thing. I was looking at goals but, for. No wonder but, I got thrown off. <laughs> Chelsea and Leicester play Chelsea and Tottenham to end the season. Not an easy draw either. Right. Yeah, you're so, right. You're you're completely right. I um I was looking at the wrong column. Yeah. So so Liverpool are very much in this, and I said this a while ago on the show. I thought Leicester would be an easier team to catch than Chelsea. But they got I that big. Might, they got that big. They got big the win big versus United. Massive. Yeah. yeah and that's big. the difference right now because if not, if they lose that game, they're they're fucking cooked. Liverpool's gonna blow right past them. Yeah. So, they would have been on six, 63. They would have been on sixty-seven. No, sorry. 63 yeah they would have been math is hard for laurent tonight yeah i'm having i'm looking at i'm looking at 14 columns at once and i need to be looking at two i've got to think (laughs) after today's game after the result that liverpool got against united which is massive in the top four race west ham is done yeah they're Um, cooked they do still have the game in hand but they're not they're They're not good enough they're not they're they're not they're not good enough they may get into Europe somehow, but I doubt it. Well, there's an um, extra, there's a new tournament next year. You're all getting Yeah, it. I don't, I still don't understand that. I have to go back and reread it, but <laughs> uh, yeah, they're going to invite all Every, Everyone's, there. everyone play, everyone get Europe. <laughs> yeah. yeah Bring your COVID shields. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot to talk there's about. There's really not a whole lot to play. There's not even like a record to play for. Like City are going to get 80, between either 86 points or 80 points. Like. No big yeah. deal or 89. Yeah, they can top out at 89, but like, who cares? Um, yeah. That's it's the lowest point total in what, five years for a champion? Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. Since yes. Leicester, that's probably the lowest. But yeah, so it's, it's, I mean, it was, it was an interesting season. We still have some story. I don't think it had, it, it, I, I, so when I look back at it, it, it didn't have great moments that you can 
point to because I think what makes moments is fan reaction. Yep. And without fans. Well, the player fan interactions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And without fans and without the sort of feeling of people being in the stands, all these championships during this COVID have been a little hollow. Ask a Dodger fan. There's no way they feel fucking pumped about that World Series. That was I mean, the only one of historical significance. Right. And it was the first one since 88. So they do a little bit, right? But, like, but they like, weren't there. They weren't. Yeah, they right, right, the, right, right. And it was a short. I mean, the, if I was a Giants fan, I'd be like, that shit doesn't count. Okay. You and your <laughs> fucking half season when half the player is not even playing. <laughs> so no, I agree. I agree. It, there's, there's an element significantly missing, right? And what, so what? Yeah. So let, let's sort of shift away from the Premier League. We don't do Europe as much. No, we don't, but there's a lot of really interesting races going on right now. We'll talk about that right after this. You know, as I get older, I tend to appreciate different things. One thing I love now more than I ever have in the past is some unique furniture. Not just any furniture, unique custom furniture made by Battle Rattle Woodworks. He's specialing in charcuterie boards for all those parties you're about to host when this weather gets a little nicer. Even better, if you enter the code CHOP15 at checkout, you're going to get 15% off your entire purchase. Massive savings on some unique American-made stuff. Help support your local veteran right now and visit him on social media at Battle Rattle Woodworks. All right, and we're back. I want to talk more about Europe. And what's going on in Europe is super exciting. You have, now, Italy's done and dusted. Germany's done and dusted. France is like, they're not fucking around. Can I go back to to Italy for a second? Yeah. Juventus is in fifth place oh that part is bad that's <laughs> I <forgot> about that. <laughs> they're gonna sell ronaldo for, because he's gonna be like what the fuck i've never finished in fifth fifth place yeah fifth, fifth place. place yeah well i think i own an island fifth place they I'll buy this league have a shitty coach yeah wait they won today it doesn't today matter they're still they in fifth goddamn place yeah, they are bad. Juventus uh, is going to be in Europa League. That's phenomenal. Well, I don't. I, I, the weak, the weak link of that, even though they just beat them in head-to-head matters, is Milan. But uh, there's not many games to go. There's only two games to go, and usually, if it's more points than games, you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 So it's very likely that they'll go down. Uh, Napoli are the one that that Juve's right on the shoulder of, and you'd expect the heart of a champion to show up. But I think Agnelli, who's been part of the Super League thing, really has been trying to meddle and move his team forward from its historical defensive roots, first with Conte and, and, uh, and, and Max Allegri, which got them to win in Italy, but he could see that in Europe they needed to find the offensive gear. Mm-hmm. And he has been experimenting first with Sari last year and now with uh, Pirlo this year, trying to get that, that Frank Lampard magic. And it's really hard to find the best coaches in the world to go to Juve because the best coaches in the world are literally all in the Premier League. Yeah. <laughs> and he And they're paying way over dollar. And Juve has been sort of, cobbled together with a lot of free transfers but high wages and the Ronaldo move was the big dick on the table move to try and get them to win the Champions League for the first time and I think it's got to be over over 20 years 
They yeah. haven't won in a long time. I don't know their 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 history, but having them not make it is is a big deal. And this is exactly why the Super League exists because Juve is like, what? That's fucking eighty million dollars that's gone. Right. Right. <laughs> what and do so I looking, do? Looking back into it, they're gonna play Inter Milan, who's the champions. Who, by the way, Christian they Harris will not scored. fucking. They will go. They're not gonna blow that game. They they want. They it's want to keep you. Yeah, they will out. fuck them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so Napoli's already a point ahead. Napoli's playing two bottom feeders, right? They're playing Fiorentina yeah. and Verona. So Fiorentina's not a bottom feeder, but like they're both. Yeah, I mean they're both Man. basically bottom half of the table. And so Juventus, if they don't get a win against the the title holders, they just to keep you know just pace. to keep par with them, pace yeah. with them. Yeah. Yeah, it's out of, um, they it's out of their Napoli hands, to, right? They yeah. can't. If they win out, it doesn't matter if 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 Napoli wins out, right? Exactly. And so it's really interesting. Um, they're yeah, they're very likely going to be the Europa League it's qualification crazy. team for uh, for Serie A, which is just funny as hell to me. Um, I can't believe Ronaldo has twenty eight goals. It's like he's shit. You can't. No, the guy's thirty five years old. Do you know how hard? Do you know what twenty? Has Harry Kane scored 28, what, once? <laughs> yeah. No, more than once. But... No, but I'm saying like. And, and just in just. I just don't up. think people really understand what it means that someone scored. Like, yeah, but. Lukaku's yeah, but... had a great season and he scored 22. <laughs> okay. But you've got Parma, Crotone, Benvenuto. Look at my fucking terrible Italian accent. Oh, you fucking guinea. Yeah. Well, I here, here's, here's here's the real reason no one else on the team has 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 yeah. Has well, there's nine that. goals because there's he doesn't let anyone spaz shoot. in the league. Okay, it's spazia, <laughs> fucking spaz. You, you got Cristiano Ronaldo playing against a bunch of spazzes. Yeah, that's why he's got 28 fucking goals. Yeah, it, I'm, all I'm saying is it's really hard to score 28, and we take I understand. I'm, I'm not he's taking an all time great him. that we have to go. He's 35, and we're like, oh, oh, hum, 28 goals. Yeah, right. No, I, I, I get in, it. In in year 20. <laughs> I am taking him for granted 100%. I hate him, by the way. Yeah, sure. But nonetheless, <laughs> he is, like you said, he is in, in generations time doesn't even touch what he is, right? He oh, is he's a, an he's all-time more than a, he's a, he's more than a generational talent. He's an all-time. He's pantheon. He's yes. There are 10 footballs of all footballers of all time who are going to be mentioned, and he is one of them. Yep, absolutely. Now, so, I mean, it's not surprising. To, when you're like, he's got 20 goals. I'm like, yeah, he's got 20 goals. That makes a ton of sense to me. So, so yeah, it, Italy's done and dusted, but that's a bit of a mess there for Juve, and you touched and then, on the Super League stuff. And then France, man, PSG, France. behind Lil. Lil, Lil, oh, Lil. You want, I'm, st- I'm not even kidding. I don't think there's any player that anyone in the world knows plays for Lil. Their leading People. goal scorer is 35 years old. And this is his first season in a top five league. He'd been hiding out in Turkey his whole career. Now, big clubs in Turkey, but my guy just rolls in and is just like, I got this. (laughs) (laughs) The goalie, Mike, uh, something, Magnan, I believe, because I know Spurs were targeting him. That's the only reason. They will get poached. And this team has lived off of selling players. Like if you go look through where good French players come from, they come from Lille. I believe that. Uh, Hazard Hazard came from Lille. I believe that um, uh, a handful Hazard came from Lille. Uh, Nicola Pepe came from Lille. There's a bunch, but it's their model. They are like a they they churn out players and they live sure. off 
off selling. I, I think that there's a few like that. Monaco is one of them. Yeah. Uh, Leon used to be one of them, not so much anymore, but no. uh, Marseille, same. But yeah, so this would be the first time that PSG has not won La Liga in 10 years. Leo no, no, actually. No, they, 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 they won. Monaco. Oh, Monaco won that. It's it's like twelve out of the last. It, it's a new yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Hold on hold on. I got it I got was, it. There there was one where, uh yeah, Leo finished in second a few years ago. But no, even the sick Monaco year they they oh right there it is twenty sixteen seventeen they finished eight points ahead of them. Nice seven job. At, they won seven out of eight, right? Since twenty twelve they had mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. four in a row then Monaco then three in a row. Yeah. Okay. So I'm sitting here in my Your seat. Coach. By the way, there's a French Cup final, PSG in Monaco coming up. So that's an interesting one. Um, <laughs> I'm sitting here hoping that PSG drops points. Why would you think that, Mike? What do you care? Well, it's funny you say. Uh, you PSG, as we know. Schadenfreude bastard. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not that. It's really not that. Uh, it's help come save us. Uh, it's interesting that if they drop two more points, and Monaco nips them for well three more points I guess because well, Monaco like, has the whole thing in hand. They need to win two more games. Right. I mean, sorry, sorry. Lille needs to win two more games. I'm not worried about Lille. I'm trying to get PSG further down the table <laughs> because if they miss out on by the way, which is still mathematically possible, if they miss out on Champions League after going out of the Champions League this past season, there's no chance in hell that they won't fire Pochettino. There's no, no they chance will, they, they will fire him. They will absolutely fire him because Champions League is the only thing that matters to them, right? And so even yes. if they get to third, they get that like shitty playoff round. Okay, fine. But I still think that there's a chance that we could lure Mauricio Pochettino back. Now, this is <laughs> unfounded. I've been saying this, by the way, <laughs> to yourself. on this show. No, I've been saying it on this show. Um, <laughs> my timeline was different, though. I, I said we, we would keep Mourinho to start next season. And then as PSG flamed out of Champions League, which they <laughs> – I always do. Uh, they'll fire Pochettino then because they only gave him an 18 month contract. Doesn't that give you a bit of a red flag, by the way, as a manager? But maybe it's Pochettino wanted an 18 month contract. No, it's definitely not. But like he wanted to go to PSG, which is why he was okay with it. Yeah. But because he used to play there and all that stuff. Fine. But isn't that a bit of a red flag? What does that give you for job security? Like, oh, uh, I think, but, that, like but you, but you know, you this is the game. This is how it's done, you know? At and these, look, at look, this and it's club, not a yeah. bad thing to get fired from 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 PSG, right? You, you know. Well, so the thing is, is that because so look, Tuchel, Unai Emery and Unai Emery's got the Arsenal job. Yeah, he fucked up, but he he you know he he's he he made it there the next his next team to the Europa League final. He took Arsenal to the Europa League final. Yes, yes. get that. And, I'm not saying that. And, and Tuchel is in the Champions League final. He is, but I'm not, and I'm not saying that Unai Emery or Tuchel are bad coaches. What I'm saying is when you get fired, when you flame out of PSG, when you are not able to do the one thing that they want you to do, which is to make a deep Champions League run, Tuchel never really did that. Um, you, you get a bruised resume, right? Yeah. You, it takes a while for a little while for him to bounce back. Now in Tuchel's case, he actually got lucky that Lampard stunk and he walked right into that job. But yeah. it wasn't like his door was getting banged down with offers when yeah. he got fired, right? And so I mean, well, I so mean, th- the thing is, is like Lampard was a sacrificial lamb in that they let him coach during the down season when they had no transfer ban. They would lost Hazard, and then they were like, "Let's see what happens." And the yeah. second, his second things went wrong. They were like, "Yeah, you're not ready. Okay, that, let's get go. let's get the big let's get the real pros in here. You're right. a schnook. Get the fuck out of here." <laughs> and and they they give they gave him a gold watch and they're like you did a good job pat him on the head let him go right yeah. he got them top four that's all they needed from him they let him keep his job 
and they fired him at the appropriate time. Agreed. I think Frank Agreed. Lampard probably knows that. He's probably like, man, eh, I guess so. <laughs> Boy, all right. He's not. That guy doesn't strike me as a. I mean, I know with Chelsea, you know, he played and he fought, and there's no way you could be at a team at that level and not have fight. But I, I, he just didn't, never struck me as a guy who like is an intense, wants to coach kind of guy. Yeah. Right. I want guys losing their shit all the time. Either they're chill, like Big Sam or Wenger, or be going batshit, moving your arms yeah. around all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I agree. But yeah, Lil winning the French League would be a massive, massive achievement. I believe they are the number one defense in Europe. That makes sense. Which is, uh, yeah, that's how which you can why win. I know, which is why I know what the goalkeeper's name is. Uh, <laughs> spin it over to Spain real quick. Uh, nobody wants to win the league. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Although I believe, I think Atleti finally have got this. Like they, unless they really, well, they don't have it. They just shit the bed the least. Yeah. Right? Right. Uh, Barca really... Um, they tanked it pretty bad. They really fucking shit the bed. But I think we're in a we're in a really heavy-duty transition phase for La Liga. I mean, there's no... After Messi goes, there is no star in that league at the level, unless uh, the kid from uh, Atleti steps up. They're just not uh, draw Felix. Yeah. And, and, and he has a long way to go because yeah, usually the greats are already great by now. Right. And I know that sounds crazy to say, but 2021, you better be fucking you're killing on, it. You're on Wiggy's yeah. box. Yeah. I mean, look at the top scorers, Luis Suarez, Karim Benzema, Leo, Leo Messi. That's not good. They're yeah, all that's, old. That's the, it, you could have told me that was eight years ago. I'd be like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And then even, yeah, it's a lot of old guys. I mean, I guess this El, El Nesri guy at Sevilla is, is not too old, but you know, it's not it's not a league that's 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 dynamic or vibrant. And I think you, it showed in the Champions League, the league is just not athletic enough. They really all the teams in Spain. I mean, Real hung in the longest, but Sevilla, Barcelona, Atleti, they just got outworked and outathleted the players in the premier league at the top level, like we're talking about the top 5% of teams, you gotta be technical. Cause now athletes are technical. It's the same thing that's sort of happening in basketball where it was small guys who could shoot and had skills, but now the athletes have can shoot and have skills where it's not unusual for a six, nine guy to be able to play with the ball and shoot. It's not, he doesn't go into post and just wait for you to give him the ball. That's what's happening in soccer. Now, like, yeah, you know, Angola Conte might be tiny, but he can fucking run all day. And he's probably stronger than any five fucking people you've ever seen, even right. though he's five foot four and probably mm-hmm. eats other pygmies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, my goodness. Uh, yeah, this is this is uh, this is Atletis. They got a two point lead with two games to go and they don't really have. I don't think they have any tough games left but it's interesting in the no they don't yeah they have also soon and that's they don't have anything left that's hard um socio that was a tough game by the way because that's where yep. da- david Silva plays uh so i know that it was tough <laughs> <laughs> but i think that the you know rather than sort of talk about the leagues and stuff i think it's more interesting to talk about the whole right european soccer as a whole and how the strength of each league 
ebbs and flows on the money or on the talent, on the moments, on the coaching. Whereas, you know, for a decade, basically Spain was the strongest league on the strength of Messi, on the strength of Pep, on the strength of Mourinho being in Spain for a couple of years there, on the strength of, on the strength of a, a Yankees Red Sox war between Barca and Real. Yeah. Where to be fair, Barca before Messi was okay. They had moments, but Real are far and away the bigger, more winning club than than Barca. But it's now close. It's like the Liverpool versus uh, Manchester United. And that money and that prestige has shifted away. And it is now with one club per other league. So Bayern in Germany, PSG in France, and Juve in Italy. But the rest of the strong teams, it's all in England. No, and competition drives fucking innovation, right? You can't rest on your laurels, Arsenal. You can't rest on your laurels, Liverpool before Klopp. If you sit down and wait for a minute and try and think you're going to be okay, the rest of the world will catch up with you. This is the amazing thing and why the Super League, I think, is such a pain point that even when you hear Americans talk about the Super League, they kind of just gloss over the bigger thing. It's it's the elimination of competition within European football to for access to wealth right? Mm -hmm. The Champions League is so much money. And that trickle down or that opportunity to get your hand on it. If someone just pushes your league, your team up to get a your hand on the on the fucking on the ladder, right? The way, you know, Lester has basically, let's call it, they pushed fucking Arsenal out. You know, Uh, Chelsea before that pushed Arsenal down or or whoever was that other team was Aston Villa. These teams that come up, City and Chelsea, pushed teams that thought that it was their right to be in the Champions League out of that money. And they had to fight again. They had to go again. Liverpool got into the wilderness because United pushed them out. You know, Alex Ferguson famously said, I'm going to kick them off of their fucking perch. And he did. (laughs) And so this is the phase we're in. And I think the Premier League is in a super strong position. And the Super League is a way for these teams in these weaker leagues to grab revenue and basically be like, we want to be in the Premier League. How about we make our own Premier League with the best Premier League team? With all you guys, yeah. <laughs> so and I think one of the other things, right, you, you mentioned it, the, follow the money, right? So the thing about this is but that, not, yes. But not just money, it's coaching. It's the whole thing. Like, well, it, it's yes, all of it. But, it's all of it. But when I but the think best coaches the go to league, the teams with the best players, with the best training, like, all it, yes. it, it cycles on itself. And I, it's not in a, in a vacuum, just yeah. money. You're right. Coaching is a significant part of it, all that. But I think the race to other revenue streams has been a really, really underrated you know, part, part of all of this. And and so that's where the Super Baseball League. Too. Baseball too. For yeah, the Yankees yeah. and Red Sox. Yeah. Right. And back in the, right. Back about 15 years ago or so. But the thing is, is that like, so the fucking International Champions Cup, right? Like, I mean, all the big names in Europe are basically in that, right? You've got Real, you've got Barca, you've got PSG, you've got, uh, I mean, I, I see, I saw PSG live, Inter, um, Inter and, and Bayern, all that. But there seems to be more of a race to the United States, to China uh, and to Western, I'm sorry, Eastern Europe. Um, 
because it's it's greener pastures, right? And that's really what a lot of the Super League was based on. Like we were we were hearing about there was going to be games in Miami between. You know, I think I wanted to have a, a, a there was a famous thirty yes. ninth game, right? Proposal. And so, but but that was going to be a regular thing. And so what was the term? Legacy fans, I think. Yeah. Oh. Right. So and people were like lost their shit because imagine <laughs> your favorite sports team, the Dallas Cowboys. Let's say right, the Dallas Cowboys who have fans all over the fucking country because that's ridiculous. But nonetheless, but let's say they tapped out of the U.S. and the TV rights market dropped off and the ratings were starting to get soft and they just stopped caring about people in Dallas and were like, we're gonna move to China or we're gonna play games in China with the Raiders, the Giants, the Redskins and the Chicago Bears. Yep. And yeah. and left the league behind. Well and it's with but- with 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 Tampa Bay and and Jacksonville and Carolina and all these teams that really have no history. Maybe the 49ers get to go with them too. Yeah, right. But so, but that's the thing is that like, you know, the schedule, the NFL schedule came out this week and, you know, there were two more games in London. I don't know, but I hope they're at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I'm reading. They fucking better be. It's the most beautiful. That's the whole point that they made the whole stadium for. They have literally two NFL sized locker rooms. Anyway, it's not important. Um, So why are they continuing to do this? Because they're going after the Europe, the English market. Right, failed for 15, 20 years, but they seem to it's have not, finally caught on in a specific it's not, way. It's not big enough. I don't know why. I think I don't know why they're choosing that market. I guess that's the only place they even have a foothold. You know why? Because they speak English. Yo, that's that's why the Premier League is so big, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's why the Premier League is so much bigger than the, well, the competition too, but like that that's why that's a the the leading reason why it's yes, that much bigger. It's in English. And that's why sorry, uh, not sorry, yeah. That's why La Liga is the second biggest. Well, you know, big in- news: La Liga will be going to ESPN. You know, myself and Gooch are both getting a little older. One of the first things to go is your vision. Thank goodness for our hookup over at Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, right on Main Street next to the train station. They have glasses for all ages, all budgets. They have safety glasses, sports glasses. They are a full service powerhouse, offering eye exams and even free lenses for the kids. They work with BCBS, AAA, AARP, giving massive discounts. They're open five days a week, closed on Wednesdays and Sundays. Call 732-326-3937 to get your first pair of Ray-Ban, Burberry, Coach, Polo, you name it. They got it. Go see Craig and Johnine right now. So that means that ESPN, so uh, Syria A is leaving ESPN and going to CBS. Mm-hmm. Uh Bundesliga, we know, is at ESPN, and now uh, uh, La Liga is on ESPN. So those are the the musical chairs of teams moving around. Yeah, where the Champions League land, nobody knows. And I mean, like you know, it's just like yeah, it's yeah. so annoying how they have all these competitions split up. But it's revenue. So I I did want to give a shout out to something that I think is a really good event, and uh, I will tell everyone about it. I know what it is. Okay, if you want to watch good football and you're not always sure where to start, the Women's Champions League final is coming up. Oh, I was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> I was not going to go with Brighton. I knew you were looking for it. But no, Barcelona- no, no, no. I thought you were going to go with the promotion playoff. No, no, that's another good one. That's another good one. But Barcelona plays Chelsea. Chelsea going for a quadruple. If Chelsea win the Women's Champions League and Chelsea men's win the Men's Champions League, they'll be the first team to hold the men's and women's champion league Barcelona is has set a record for goals that 
no one will ever close to there are somewhere near like five goals a game. We yeah. looked at it the other day. They're incredible. So I, I had been drinking a bit and I thought you sent me the men's because no, I did no, not no. look at, you know, La Liga that much this season. I was like, Jesus Christ. And then I looked <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, okay. Never yeah. mind. So. But it is interesting. And they've also, another thing that's happened, UEFA, this is the first year that UEFA's, for women's soccer, this makes a big deal. It used to be only $300,000 for the team that won, but now the whole pot is up to $30 million and the winning team is going to get a million dollars for just their team. That's, mm-hmm. you know, four times the amount. And the money is trickling down to the rest of Europe. And why do I bring up w- European soccer, women's in the final is because they have figured it out better than we have. If you listen to us and have been with us since way back in episode two with our first negative comment, because we didn't know anything about women's sports, what they're doing that's smart is Manchester City men's has the same shirt as Manchester City women's. Barcelona men's, the biggest team in the world, now spends money on Barcelona women. And guess what? They play the same style. They integrate the women's team into the club you already love. And look, we have women playing. And look, female fans, you can watch. Your husband can come with you. You can bring your kids. Instead of trying to build out this whole different thing that's separate it's all integrated. So when you're a Barcelona fan and your shit team is falling apart, losing La Liga, getting 3-3 draws, Messi's going to leave, you can go and watch them play in the Champions League final against Chelsea and avenge the 1-0 loss. You can carry history and narrative and story to the women's team. And why yep. does this matter? Because Europe, a European team is going to win the fucking Women's World Cup before the U.S. wins again because Jill Ellis sucked. And she fucking held the U.S. team back. A team that plays football is going to beat the U.S. team, even though our girls are all three times as tall, four times as fast. Some five foot one Spaniard is going to dribble around them like the Japanese did when they beat the U.S. eight years ago. 100 percent. And there's your hot take of the day. But yeah, I mean, (laughs) it's it was so the Women's World Cup has been so purely based on nothing but athleticism, such little tactics for such little, you know, just cohesion and the the only amounts of either was on the u.s side right when pia suntag was the coach see i know my shit yeah lady who gave us a negative review uh <laughs> no i remember when pia suntag was the coach it, there was cohesion because why because she no, knew the game jill ellis was basically hoof it up the field to abby wambach's forehead she's she's she's, she's fucking sam allardyce with a good team yes exactly actually oh sam allardyce God. is a good choke uh, I don't know. Someone bad. She's Tony Pulis. Sean Dyche. <laughs> don't, 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 don't slander Dyche. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I could not hold a, 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 I don't think there's an opinion we probably share uh, that we agree on most more than this. Jill Ellis, the, the U.S. in the last two World Cups and the Olympics, for whatever it's worth, should be winning three to four nothing. Yeah. against teams like Australia, against teams like South Korea. If you're playing against France, if you're playing against Germany, that's different. Those clubs are almost already on the U.S. level. In fact, they pro- arguably are, right? Japan as well. And so you're you're already seeing the rest of the world catch up to, on, by the way, on a sport that they know a fucking lot better than us. So The, dif- the, the difference is, is we're like the Brazil where we have – Every athletic girl plays soccer. Yes. Right. We, I think the U S has more registered female players at all levels than all of Europe combined by two, like a sick number. 
Yeah, sure. And then and then overlay the U.S. on a map on Europe, and you go, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's but why. we don't. There's still more people in Europe total. Sure, sure. But yeah, and so I think that you know we. This was my big axe to grind on the second episode of of our of our show ever. And if you go back to production value, believe it or not, is worse than it is now. Um, <laughs> but so the the main point I was making is that the, the the leagues generate revenue. This is when Alex Morgan came over to my beloved Tottenham Hotspur women team, um, who are terrible, who are awful. And by the way, she played like five times, didn't. It was a mess. It was a total yeah. mess. Well, she had the kid. She got injured. No, and I'm not blaming her. No, no, no. It just sucked. Publicity it sucked. sucked, right? But and this is before COVID, before the pandemic. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was a Tottenham Arsenal game held at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium that had forty thousand fans there. Yeah. If you can name me one women's event aside from the U.S. Women's team that took place outside of Portland in the last <laughs> ten years, I'd be shocked because there yeah. isn't one. Okay. Yeah, no, I know. We looked at we looked at NWSL attendance, even with the World Cup bump, so to speak. It was a whole. I mean, it's a joke, right? Yeah, I mean, if, if, a team, if a team is five thousand weekly fans, that's massive. It's a big deal, right? Yeah. And so you've got I, the numbers. It was basically there were three or four games, and again, it was City versus United, it was Tottenham versus Arsenal, and it was United versus Liverpool. I think were the three examples I found. Now, arguably, I, be- those are I really believe good. I believe that they had 90,000 in Spain for Real Barca. But the thing they did that was cool, it was free. Yeah. But that still means people went, right? That still that, they still have to went. decide to go. <laughs> yes. It still yeah. means people went. It still means people bought beer. It still means people did all these things. And so, you know, there's there's just so much value. The, the calling card for that episode was you're playing for the shirt. You're playing for the badge, right? And it's not, it's not about the New York Liberty. Who the fuck cares about the New York Liberty? You know if what? It if it was the Lady do, Knicks, I would be in. Right, and then the, <laughs> that's the thing is that if you have, um, you know, if you have interest in the Liberty, God bless you. That's your right, and I hope you have a great time, and I hope they win for you. But it's not. It's going to alienate the already established men's and women's marketing aspects, right? Like. It's just so simple and so easy. And so if yeah. you want to be indignant and do your own thing, that's well, I mean, the, I, I can think I, as I think about it, I can think about the argument. The argument is, why should we draft? Why do we have to? You don't be second to the men. Why do we no. have to? We want our own thing. We want our own brand. You're we more want, than welcome to. You're going right? to lose is the problem. <laughs> well, obviously, but that's OK. You're going to learn capitalism the wrong, the hard way. But, <laughs> yeah. but you're more than welcome to do that. And I wish you all the luck in the world. But you yeah. can't also then say, hey, NBA, um, we're hemorrhaging money again for the, I don't know, 11th straight year. Would you guys mind floating yeah, us another, yeah, yeah, I don't know, yeah. 25 By the way, I might, I might have to get way into the Women's Super League in England. Uh, there is a Brighton and Hove Albion's women's team. Maybe, maybe I, maybe I could cheat on City by being like secret Hove Albion team, but for ladies only. <laughs> <laughs> there's no, there's no like the gender. I don't have to root yeah. for Manchester ladies. There you uh, go. But, but you they're not good. See that, that, see that, folks. You can make it up as you go along. But, but that's the thing is that you're more than you're more than capable and welcome to do your own thing at yeah. any time you want, and and that's fine. But you can't come back with your hand out expecting. That, you know, the regular yeah. leagues that have been here for a hundred years and have billion dollar values yeah. are going to foot the bill for your little excursion here. I, so, I do. I do actually want to talk about it's a little confusing about, about Chelsea. This Chelsea women's team is lovable players, you know, 
The coach. They're not. Is they're in, not. Chelsea's not just, lovable. That's impossible. No, no, no. They're they're tough. They're badass. Fran Kirby and Sam Kerr have kicked ass and taken names. They beat City every time. And their coach, Emma Hayes, is just a hilarious kind of like uh, <laughs> uh, who is the Jets coach, the fat guy? Um, Rex Ryan. Yeah. She's kind of like a he's kind of like a female Rex Ryan. She's a little slovenly. Jesus. She curses in in interviews. Oh, so she's like so she's like everybody from England you don't see on Downton Abbey. Yes. She is the okay. most but she's a great coach. She's got this team basically only one loss, winning the Super League, winning the FA Cup, and in the Champions League final. And if you want to go back and look at a great matchup, the two-legged affair against Bayern Munich is legendary. Uh, with Chelsea going through against them. And they are the underdogs against this uh, Barcelona team that scored, had a goal differential of 100 goals and scored 130 goals in like 20 games <laughs> for the season. So this is a Barca team out of nowhere. I don't think they have more than 10 years of existence. So a lot of these women's leagues are really fascinating. They're the beginning of a sport. It's not the same as men's sports. It's women's soccer. You go appreciate into it, it saying it's different. Yeah, but appreciate it for what it is. It doesn't have to be women's women's no. uh, yes. men's soccer. I'm, that's good. what I'm saying. Yeah, it's really good. You, you it's don't probably have to the, do that. the best women's team sport to watch. I would say. Yeah, I don't think the that's basketball skills aren't right. It's not. Does it? It feels wrong to watch it. But women's soccer, you can't. You know, it feels good to watch their skill. You get behind it. The goals count. Anyway, that's my watch. And then, yes, I do have to do. Maybe next week I'll talk about. The we'll talk about the, the promotion playoff. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good topic for next week. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I think the, the the skill level in in women's football is is strong because at the club level, I mean, I watched some of those World Cup games. Where I was They're like, bad. There's okay. not enough good teams. It needs to be there's like not. There's not. And like, so I forget who it was. It was like a, a a cone drill. It was Rose something from the U.S. team, and Rose she LaVelle. dribbles Rose Lavelle, she's and she awesome. dribbles about forty yards. Yeah, she's very good, but she, she didn't City. have to really run <laughs> laterally much at all. No, and then she scored a goal from outside the box that skipped four times on the way past the keeper who barely dove. And I went, none of that was impressive. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, you have to wait to the not, you have to wait to the knockout rounds. It's yeah, no, but I it's getting there. I mean, I think that it is. That it's was, getting there better. There was the same problem with. Uh, the men's African teams in the in the nineties, like people were like Cameroon, get the fuck out of here, you're... you know. But yeah, those right. African teams became part of the story, and people fell in right. love. Well, it's South the same African exact thing we just Nigerian talked about. Team. We just talked about with the Premier League, where competition creates everything, and and, and, and it raises and, and coaching. But it, yes, exactly, those two elements it raises the bar for yeah. everybody around them, and they are forced especially in a league with pro rel, you're forced to, to Push. ante up essentially. And, hey, even in a financially precarious sport, like women's soccer in Europe, guess what they have? They have pro rel between two leagues. They just go up and down a little. Right. And you know what? I'm sure the guys at Real Madrid are like, ain't Barcelona ain't fucking winning this league again like that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> in women, yeah. they f- compete everywhere. In basketball, yes. they're always competing. Yeah. Anyway, and so that's the thing is if you can tap into those resources, you don't have to look like, oh, we're not going to be the Knicks. We're going to, but we still have our hand out. You get the, the, the problem with the idea of sports feminism is that you need to be this so 
over the top individualistic, right? You can also be part of the group, right? We would love to have you. We'd yeah. love to have you, right? Yeah. Who wouldn't love you go to Spurs, you go to the men's game, people are wearing Harry Kane shirts, the men are wearing, you know, Alex Morgan shirts, the girls are wearing Harry Kane shirts. Everyone's wearing the shirts. You've got your teams. And in fact, they should make them fucking double headers or something ridiculous like that. That people be at the games. Uh, yeah. Play before. Who cares? Absolutely. Anyway, that's us solving women's sports, solving feminism, and taking over the world. And that was the Squeaky Bum Time podcast with Mike Salerno and Laurent Cortines. We release new episodes on Mondays and Thursdays. Not last Monday. Usually. <laughs> Please rate and review an Apple podcast as it makes a huge difference. And we are proud members of the Chopped Network. They are kicking ass and we hope we are helping.